Welcome to The Application, the go-to, how-to podcast for higher education marketers. I'm your host, Allison Tercio, Assistant Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing at Siena College. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is packed with practical tips and actionable advice to help you elevate your marketing game. In each snackable episode, we bring in experts to share their insights and experience on the topics that matter most to you. Got a question or idea you'd like us to cover? Email team at enrollify.org or reach out to me on Twitter or LinkedIn. The application is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. And if you like this show, you'll definitely want to check out our other higher ed focused podcasts on admissions, tech, marketing, and more. They're packed with stories, ideas, and tools to help you be the best in your field. All right, it's time for the show. On this episode, we'll be discussing the importance of creating a marketing strategy that is inclusive of all students and how to achieve this. Before we start, I'm going to tell you a secret. I saw our guest, Shelly Willingham, speak at a conference last fall, and she was the first person I asked to be on this show. So if you ever get a chance to hear, hear her as a keynote, please do it. Shelly is a certified diversity executive, entrepreneur, and marketer who leads business strategy and partnerships at the diversity movement. She also founded the National Organization for Diversity in Sales and Marketing in 2003 to help some big-name corporations recognize the increasing purchase power of diverse segments and how to effectively market to these groups without using stereotypes or being offensive. Shelley owns Douglas Alexandra, a digital marketing firm, and is a frequent speaker at nonprofit and business events, as well as a contributor to Forbes. Welcome, Shelley. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited, and I want to start with some higher-level questions just about the importance of inclusivity and marketer, and this being something that we're thinking about as marketers. So why is it important for organizations to have an inclusive perspective on their marketing strategy? So when we think about where we are in the world right now, we have the most diverse adult population in U.S. history. And if marketers do not recognize that and understand that demographics are shifting and demographics are changing and that they need to speak to a broader audience that may not be their traditional target audience. But again, looking at the numbers and at the data, that's what we do as marketers, right? We look at numbers, we look at data and understand that the message has to be broader and more inclusive for those organizations, universities, companies that want to remain competitive. What do we mean when we say inclusive marketing? So I love this question because I think sometimes people confuse multicultural marketing with inclusive marketing. And when I think about multicultural marketing and how it kind of came up in the early 2000s, it was really more about representation. So sticking that woman in an ad or sticking that person of color in an ad with no other connection but representation. Inclusive marketing is really about not only representation, but connecting to community and really understanding that beyond that image that you see, there is a connection with your brand to that community, what's important to them. And that's reflected in what you're doing every day, not just in a marketing campaign. 
You know, marketing doesn't always come up funny enough when organizations are talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, which which I personally find strange. But what role should we be playing as marketers in those initiatives? It is absolutely insane. <laughs> I find yeah. it strange too because marketers lead the conversation around messaging and who the brand is. So it just it, it makes no sense. So. As marketers, I firmly believe that we can really be the tip of the spear when it comes to driving DEI within our own organizations. Um, partnered with your DEI leader, if you have one, or DEI committee, you can ensure that those messages that, that are coming from marketing are authentic because what you don't want to happen is have marketing saying, oh, we're going to create, create this great campaign, but it's not tied to what's happening internally from a DEI perspective, and there's a disconnect. And so when your audience looks at this or people that have experience with your brand and say, oh, well, you're marketing this, but my experience with you has been this, there's a huge disconnect. And what we don't want is inauthenticity. So marketers really need to be leading the charge around DEI at their universities or their organizations, or at least partnering with the DEI leaders there to ensure that there's consistency across messaging brand. How can we convince other people to give us that seat at the table? That's a great question. And really, I think sometimes if you just say, listen, we are managing the brand, the reputation of this university. How can we not have a seat at the table when we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion and how we present that internally and externally? Relying again on data, right? What do the numbers tell us? So what people unfortunately have equated DEI to is a feel-good initiative. And even Worse than that, quite honestly, at this point, it's become a political issue. There's been this intersection of politics of, um, you know, DEI is a far left initiative. When it really isn't. It's, a, it's what this world is and this is who we are and this is how we should treat each other. And it's not a left or a right issue. So when you stick to the numbers and kind of remove the emotion from it, yes, it is the right thing to do. Absolutely it is. But at the core it just makes good business sense. If we want to be competitive and attract the best students, the best faculty, the best staff, we have to make sure, again, we're widening that net. We're not lowering the bar, but we're being responsive to what the numbers tell us, most inclusive and diverse adult population in U.S. history. How do we capture that? How do we as marketers, how do we as a university ensure that our university is reflective of what's happening outside our walls? Yeah, I love that approach because we should be the ones who have that market perspective. So if that's our foot in the door, then use the data and what we know about our market to get that seat at the table. Right. What are some of the biggest challenges that marketers face when it comes to these initiatives and, and how can we address them? I think it's kind of what we just talked about. It's not having that connection to the internal DEI programs or strategies operating in a silo. Because again, if your message is not authentic to what someone's experience is with your brand, then it's a complete and total waste of time. I've worked with brands before that have done exactly what we're talking about. Marketing kind of was doing their own thing. DEI was doing their own thing. But then when a customer, a client, a student engaged with that brand, it was not at all what was marketed to them. And as a result, it fell flat. So it was a waste of time, waste of money, waste of effort, and then that hurt your brand reputation. So it really is important to make sure that all the dots are connected and understand that DEI is not this one-off, 
human resource initiative, but it really is a part of how do you ensure that throughout your entire organization, not just marketing, admissions, whatever it may be, that all of these dots are connected so that what you're reflecting externally is really what's happening internally. And I think some challenge comes because with DEI, in a lot of cases, people are looking for this quick fix or it's looking for, okay, we've started this, we spend money here, so where are the results? And DEI initiatives, they are, they are a marathon. They are definitely not a sprint. And so celebrating small wins along the way and not being afraid to tell the story as you're creating it. You can't just wait until the end. Oh, we've increased our numbers in, of diverse students. We've done this. We've done that, which is fantastic. But it's going to take you a while to get there. So really figuring out, okay, how do I tell our DEI story authentically, right? We haven't made it yet, but we're on our way. But how do I use that as a way to strengthen our brand and show that we are being authentic in what we're trying to accomplish? Yeah, sometimes higher ed, our challenge is connecting those dots across the organization. So that's a great challenge to have brought up. Let's talk more in depth about higher ed specifically. Why do you think it's important for colleges and universities in particular to have an inclusive marketing strategy? When we think about colleges and universities, you have so many different stakeholders, right? You have your existing population that is very diverse. Hopefully you have your alumni, you have your board, you have your partner. There's so many different stakeholders. And so really to understand initially before you even start some type of campaign around DEI or a marketing strategy that's more inclusive, really understanding and creating a baseline. Where are you right now as an institution? Where are those gaps? Where can we improve representation? Where can we understand that maybe this particular group is not feeling as included? Again, really understanding an assessment foundational baseline of the organization, of the university, before starting to implement strategies. So I see a lot of universities that will say, okay, we really need to diversify our student body. And so there is a huge push for diversity recruitment. But you can't launch diversity recruitment unless you understand that when you invite people to your house, that your house is in order. So is it going to be a place that's welcoming where people feel like they belong? Or is it going to be a revolving door where students are coming in because of the great marketing and they're transferring out because, oh, what they said was not what's happening here. So I think a big mistake that some universities make is, again, and that's not really, and that's where you're not connecting the dots, right, with whatever overall DEI goal is, but just saying, okay, as marketers, we know that we need to diversify. We're going to make sure that our images are diverse on the uh, brochures and on the website, and we're going to invite people here, but not thinking about, okay, once they get here, what is that experience going to be? And so really tying all those pieces together and working with campus student affairs and Again, working with uh, faculty and staff to really understand that, okay, this is what we're saying. How do we make sure and work together? This is what we're delivering. I want to quickly interrupt this conversation to invite you to join me at Element 451's Engage Summit on June 27th through 28th in Raleigh, North Carolina. When it comes to the student experience, we know that you want to be a trusted guide from recruiting to graduation. The Engage Summit by Element 451 brings the best minds in higher ed together to give you the strategy and tools to create a cohesive student experience from start to finish. Explore the latest technologies, increase your skill set, and gain insights into today's students so you can deliver the most personalized, 
digital engagement experience every step of the way. This is not your standard ed tech user conference. This is a dynamic, inspiring, and empowering event for all higher ed marketers and admissions professionals. I'll be presenting at this event along with some of your favorite higher ed LinkedIn and Twitter follows. You can learn more about this event and register at engage.element451.com. Oh, and get $50 off your registration when you use the discount code and Rollify50 at checkout. See you there. Yeah, and also because the experience drives word of mouth, which is probably the most powerful way to increase the diversity at whatever organization that you're doing this for. You know, I love that as a place to start. You know, you really have to wrap your hands around where are you right now? What are some tools or resources that you've used to help organizations sort of get that starting place? Yeah. So if there's any type of belonging and inclusion survey that you can do with faculty, with staff, with with students, with alumni, that's really important to understand alumni's point, the alumni point of view. Um, and really, again, understand, okay, what was your experience? What has your experience been? Where are there some gaps? And coupling that survey with maybe small group listening sessions. And a lot of times, if you have someone from a third party that comes in that someone doesn't know, they're a lot more open to being honest, right, about what that experience might look like. Looking at existing policies, procedures, um, handbooks, where are there opportunities for improvement? Where is there unintended bias that you can maybe make some changes there? And then coupling all of that qualitative and quantitative information and creating an insights report. And from an insights report, this is not something that you can understand, you know how to do internally. There are definitely resources that can help you do these things with the diversity movement. This is certainly what we help our, our clients achieve. But looking at an insights report gives you that data, right? Because we're focused on data, not, not on feelings. That data that says, okay, here are the themes that keep coming up. Here are the areas where we should start and maybe put a plan together. And what we really, and what I really want to focus on too, in terms of creating some type of strategy around DEI is there shouldn't be this separate DEI plan that you look at. It really is a part of your overall strategic plan for the university. So looking at what that overall plan is, then figuring out how those themes that you gather from the insights report align to those goals. And then from there, inputting DEI initiatives within those overall strategic goals so that it just becomes a part of the culture. It doesn't feel like this extra thing that we're doing to check a box to say, oh, we're really focused on DEI. It's a process. It is yeah, a process. But I love that you're starting with audience insights yes. on which to build all of these plans. So how can we use the insights for a marketing plan that's inclusive? And what do the components of that look like? You know what? It really is kind of marketing 101, what you're already doing. It's not a new skill set that you really need to try to gather, but it, it's just expanding again, widening that net thinking about going deeper. So how can you connect, again, beyond representation, beyond making sure that this particular brochure has, you know, diversity reflected, but how do you really connect connect to that community? How do you tell that story of that student who might come from a marginalized group? How do you ensure that there is a connection there when they get to the university? And again, that's where you have to pull in. And, you know, I've worked at a university before. 
Silos, silos, silos. Maybe it was just the university I worked at. I'm sure it's not. No, <laughs> no. I think everyone right now is nodding their heads for sure. Silos, right? So how do we bring together student affairs, again, faculty, staff, everybody, to ensure that that experience, because that's the piece. Because as marketers, we're great. We can sell anything, right? I mean, I know when I worked at a university, I found the prettiest girls, the most attractive guys, <laughs> on the brochures, um, did all those things, right? But again, that experience when they get there, and that's going to require everybody to come together to say, you know, we're committed to this. We want to ensure, again, that our brand is representative of who we say we are. And again, connecting those dots beyond just saying, okay, we can represent these different groups. But once you get here, we really know how to make sure that we can um, execute on those promises. And that's not the responsibility of marketing. But when I say marketing can lead the effort. You know, if, if your DEI leaders are not bringing you all together, then that's what marketing can do and say, hey, listen, this is the message we're putting out here. It is my job to, make, to protect the brand and to protect the brand. I need to make sure we're all on the same page. What I hear you saying is that the experience of persons of color on your campus is actually the number one marketing opportunity if what you're trying to do is increase inclusivity and belonging and the number of diverse people that you're able to serve. Absolutely. And also understanding that, you know, it's not just when we think about diversity, there's so many different dimensions of diversity, right? Beyond race and gender. So what, where is there an opportunity to um, have people that are disabled come to campus? Mm -hmm. What are those areas where, you know, in an application, maybe there's a question that is not written to exclude someone, but the way that they read it, might make them feel excluded. So it's, it's narrowing down and really drilling down to those little those pieces. And also, from we can go back to the group of people of color, right? The intersectionality within those groups, right? Because no group is monolithic. So there are different dimensions of diversity, even within these larger, broader groups. So it does, it can feel like, wow, oh, this is just a lot. But at the core, it is looking at, again, where the gaps are. That's why it's so important to look at where the gaps are with that baseline in your in your university, where the opportunities may lie, because it might not be in a particular group. And that's fine. But you understand what it needs to be for your university. And then just creating that, again, that messaging, connecting with the internal uh, populations and the internal resources that will help you execute that messaging so that, again, it's an authentic, it's an authentic one and people feel like they're getting what they were sold. And this is where empathy becomes such an important skill for marketers today, I would say. Um, back in earlier in the season, I believe on episode two, we actually had a conversation about how marketers have an opportunity because they're the ones who put out the information. And we can make the information accessible and inclusive for all parties. So I love that you brought up, um, you know, really owning the message. What advice would you give to higher ed marketers who really want to create a more diverse and inclusive environment on their campuses, but maybe struggle to become that change agent? The first thing I would say is give yourself some grace and be patient because this is like turning a ship in some instances. Um, one of the things from a marketing standpoint is that's really important is to make sure that as you're creating and discussing campaigns, everybody that's talking about it doesn't all look the same, doesn't have the same experiences. So how can you diversify your marketing team? And I know that's easier said than done, right? But what are some ways you can do that? Say you can't maybe find that particular hire you're looking for for a particular role. Can you engage student groups? 
can you let students know, hey, we're really trying to do better here. We're maybe failing a bit. We could use your help. And just, again, come to people authentically and talk about what it is you're wanting mm-hmm. to accomplish. You know, your intent is pure. And so leveraging other resources outside of maybe a direct hire to be able to have these conversations, looking at campaigns and having a DEI review, if you will, or having someone just kind of look at it to make sure there's nothing that's kind of, you know, that could be interpreted yeah. in any way that you don't want it to be interpreted. And again, that um, goes to having those different people around the table or having access to maybe you create a, a forum or a task force of people as you're working to diversify your teams of different people that rep- represented in the, uh, in the campus community or even in your broader community that would be more than willing to sit and help and, and talk about, you know, how can we further connect those dots? Um, also, it's going to be probably challenging in, at some universities to have these conversations with your other senior leaders, but it is being consistent. You know, being an inclusive leader requires you to be consistent. It requires you to ask questions. So being courageous also in asking questions where we've always done something this way. Well, well, why? Is there a way we can do that differently that might be more inclusive? So really, you know, putting on your armor every day, being courageous, being curious, being consistent, giving yourself that grace, learning as much as you can and broadening your experiences, um, you know, proximity breeds empathy. So the more that you can be connected, maybe with different groups that you're not familiar with or not as comfortable with, put yourself in those situations so that you can broaden your own perspective and horizons as a professional and then bring all those experiences back to be a better marketer. One of my favorite things is getting student feedback. And it's hard to put yourself out there. It's vulnerable, right, to go to students and say, what do you think of this? But I'm always so appreciative and really blown away by what they're willing to give. They're willing to give their time. They're willing to give their insights. They want to help us. And so we, we are lucky because not every type of organization out there has that, right? We have students right here, right outside our door sometimes that are just so willing and um, just give such valuable insights for us. So I think we're actually very, very lucky in a way um, and that we get to work in this industry where we have an audience right there that we can talk yeah. to. Agree. Agree. What are no some? Excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got a couple interns sitting outside my my door right now. What are some common mistakes that you've seen marketers who are undertaking an initiative like this make, and and what can we learn from them? I think it is that not understanding what's behind the the new the new and the shiny, right? So we've kind of talked about before. Yeah. So understanding once you put this message out, what that experience is going to look like. And if you know that that's not going to be the experience, then not putting it out. And I know the pressure is there, right? And if if attendance is not the way that it should be, or first year students are not, you know, whatever those numbers are, it's marketing, 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 right? Um, so not succumbing to the pressure. And again, that courageous piece, right? Say, understanding, listen, been pushing back. We can't market this. We can't say this about our institution if we know that, that that's not that's not the truth. And in the end, it's not going to serve anybody well for us to have a revolving door of turnover of messages and on social media about how we are not this or how we are not that. So how do you, again, working together to ensure that, you know, those messages that you create are authentic, but then also 
looking at your your DEI journey and being courageous enough to tell it, even though it's not complete. So looking at how do you tell those stories of progress? How do you tell those stories, even when you've made mistakes? But again, that really talks, speaks to your authenticity and your commitment of this work. And again, at the bottom, at the end of the day, understanding that these conversations can all be anchored in data. So if anybody comes to you with the political argument or this, you know, from a data perspective, this is what the demographics are telling us. If we want to increase enrollment, if we want to increase student retention, the numbers say this. So this is how we have to respond in this changing marketplace. Let's talk about mistakes since you brought it up, because what we do as marketers is highly visible. People tend to have a lot of opinions about what gets put out as advertising and marketing. So what do we do when we make a mistake? Because we know we're going to make a mistake. Yeah, so I think it's you own it, right? (laughs) You have to own it. um, And then you just kind of move past it. And again, I think that is supportive. We're storytellers as marketers, so we can tell stories, right? But that supports that telling our journey, talking about our journey around DEI and and really connecting the dots. And it's okay because people are going to make mistakes, but it's how you handle the mistake after that makes a big difference. And one of the things that I would think about uh, college campuses and all of the different stakeholders like we've talked about, everybody's not going to be happy with, you know, you wanting to open up the, widen the net for different types of people. Everybody's not going to be happy about that, period. But if you stick to what you know the values and the mission is of your university, if that is something that you say around diversity, inclusivity, equity, then that is what you always go back to when you get the criticism for, why are we doing this? And why are we pushing for that? Always go back to, these are the values of our university. And this is what we're trying to fulfill in terms of how we attract talent, how we attract students, and how we show up in our communities. So how do we take that first step on that journey? What should we do? Yeah, I think, you know, from a, an assessment piece baseline, I always say start there. So even just within your own marketing teams, like look at maybe take a look at some of your past marketing campaigns. Have someone, if you have a DEI office, come in and take a look and say, hey, just want to kind of want to get your thoughts on this. If you don't have a DEI person, reach out to somebody, reach out to me, reach, make a connection with someone to say, you know, we'll just would love to get your thoughts on this and be open and prepared for feedback. And take a look and see how you can maybe change something, do something differently there. Be very active and committed to trying to diversify the talent that sits around the table. And not only the talent that sits around the table, but who are you using in terms of third-party vendors? Do those third-party vendors, are, are they representative of what you're trying to attract? Um, do they understand your your commitment to DEI? And if they don't, maybe they don't need to be the partners that you're using. Adding that that group, if you don't have this, the, the people around the table, right? So the students like you use, I think is great. Like you said, you can walk out your door and you have a whole group of students <laughs> that are ready and willing to give you their opinion. So ask for it. And not only the students that are currently there, but also alumni. What did they think? What was their experience? And taking all that information to figure out, okay, this is where we are. And however ugly it may feel to you or however great it may look to you, right? It's, this is where we are. And this is how we can move the needle to become better. And we're going to give ourselves patience. We're going to understand that we're not going to make a 360 degree turn overnight, but there are baby steps and things that we can do. We're going to reach out to our diversity leaders on campus. We're going to see what their goals are. We're going to figure out how we can work together. We're going to speak up 
to faculty and staff and student affairs and everybody else to say, hey, we need to collectively work together to ensure that because we all really should be protecting the brand. As marketers, we lead the charge, but we all should be protecting the brand. And how can we do that collectively to ensure that our messages are lining up with experiences? We're going to be courageous. Yes. (laughs) Shelly, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise. I know I found this conversation very informative and valuable, and I hope everyone listening did too. If anyone wants to learn more about the diversity movement or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do so? You can email me at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, at thediversitymovement.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to meet you. Um, and visit our website at thediversitymovement.com. And Allison, this has been great. I've been looking forward to this conversation since we talked about doing it a couple of months ago. So thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, it's so exciting. Thank you. And thanks for everyone who tuned in. It's so important that we understand the role that we can play as marketers when it comes to inclusivity. So please share this episode with a friend or colleague. Hey, all Zach here from Enrollify. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. Our shows feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Mickey Baines, Jeremy Tears, Jamie Hunt, Jamie Gleason, and many, many more. You can learn more about the Enrollify Podcast Network at podcasts.enrollify.org. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea. Find yours at podcasts.enrollify.org.